God's wish for you and me. Hallelujah. I said what God's wish for you and me. I have some set of scriptures I will be reading. First, I will read from the New King James and I will show you the original picture in the King James Version of the Bible. 10 John chapter 2 or verse 2 rather because 3 John is only one chapter. So 3 John and the verse 2. Third John verse 2, let me read from the New King James Version first. He said, Beloved, he calls me beloved. I am my beloved, and he is mine, and his banner over me is love. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I like this version and the way it communicates this verse of scripture. But I'm going to read from the King James Version for you to see a, a certain picture which the New King James leaves out as far as translating this verse this way is concerned. So from the King James Version of the Bible, let me read 3 John verse 2. He says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Now, why the King James Version chose to use the word wish is what I'm going to explain this morning. Although other versions says, I pray. Prayer is also a wish. But there is a certain communication by the Spirit through Apostle John. Apostle John was described as the beloved apostle. If Jesus will not tell anybody anything, as for John, he would tell him. There was a time when they were feasting together and Jesus had spoken that one of you will betray me. They knew that Jesus, in fact, everybody asked, hey, is it me? Is it I? And Jesus didn't mind there. Then they all went to John, 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 John. You go to the man. You know, he'll tell you. And then John went to Jesus and asked him, Master, can you tell me who is the one that's going to betray you? Then Jesus said, the one that I dip the bread into the wine and give to, he is the one. After Jesus had spoken, he took the bread and dipped it into the wine and gave it to Judas. So Apostle John knew that Jesus was referring to Judas. I pray after today's service, if there is any secret that God has kept from men, he will reveal it to you in the name of Jesus. May Jesus show you the future and things to come that you will be at par with his spirit and know things before they happen. It is a relationship. You see, when you keep a deep secret relationship with the Lord, there is no secret that he cannot discover, uh, disclose to you rather. <laughs> Glory be to God. So, I wish, he said, beloved, I wish, I'm reading from the King James. I wish above all things. Now, let's categorize something. 
in other words, if we put everything on a scale and, and start tabulating them, one, two, three, four, five, up to infinity, of all the things that are listed, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is giving us a picture here which we must understand soul prosperity. So before I go deeper into the wish for us to prosper and the wish for us to be in health, I would want to dwell briefly on what scripture meant by even as thy soul prospereth. Which means that this scripture is not applicable to everybody living on the surface of the earth. Yes, it is true that man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. And yet, yet, listen, and yet, it is not everyone whose soul is under the influence of the Lord God Almighty. Not everyone. There are those whose soul even has been sold to Satan, so to speak. They have yielded their soul under the lordship of Satan. And Satan has given them everything that they need in this life. But the difference between those people and us in Christ Jesus is that although they may also have prosperity and may have what it takes to work in health, their soul is in bondage. Their soul is in captivity. Their soul is held bound by Satan who is a, a deceiver. He is the master deceiver. He, he walks and works with deception. So he has blinded such individuals to the reality that although he can give them everything, so long as their time is up, Satan always would demand their soul when their time is up. And when he demands your soul, what shall it profit a man? If that man gains the whole world and loses his soul. This is the deception Satan has given to those who go for prosperity and go for health without taking due recognition of the prosperity of their soul as well. So the first thing that we're going to look at is the soul prosperity because without the prosperity of your soul, every prosperity you get in this life, every health you enjoy in this life are but nothing. It's but nothing. 
they will only end up with you and all those things going to the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Are you listening, child of God? I wish, and I pray that that wish becomes your wish as well. Above all things, what do you want to get? Let's categorize that thing in the list. On the scale of priority, God's number one priority is soul prosperity. From this verse of scripture. In other words, once you are born again, once you believe the gospel, as the gospel is preached and you receive, to believe is to receive. So when you embrace the gospel and you believe in your heart that this thing is true, that Jesus indeed took my sin, he became sin in my stead, my substitute, and he died my death. And then went to hell in my name and rose again on my behalf. Once you believe and confess Jesus as Lord, you are born again. You become the very child of God. The very, the Greeks call it technon of God. In other words, you, the offspring of God. Your root is now in God, not in the first Adam. You no longer have the sin nature. The sin nature is washed away. You are a brand new person. A new man in Christ. All things are passed away. And behold, all things become new or have become new. Such a person, the next stage of your life is your soul. Because man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. So once your spirit is born again, and then number two, you receive the Holy Spirit to come and live inside of you. Take note of that. Because I'll be going into some scriptures to show you that as well. Once you're born again and you receive the Holy Spirit, your life is complete. But beyond that complete life, there is something called on the scale of God's priority. After you're born again, you receive the Holy Spirit. What are you going to do? As you become a partner with the Holy Spirit in doing the work of saving the dying, this dying world, God says that, number one, your soul must prosper. In other words, your soul must also be converted just like your spirit is converted. Our salvation is in three great packages. Your spirit is saved at new birth. Your soul is being saved through the renewing of your mind and your body shall be saved when Jesus shall come and death shall be swallowed up in victory. Glory be to God. Are you following? So, your spirit is saved if you are born again and listen to me right now. You are not like the one who has prosperity and health and yet his soul is bound. Such people are miserable. They don't have joy. They are so empty. That is why they have to use everything to amplify, you know, their joy. They don't have the joy. So they are looking for, that's why they, they lavish things. All that they have is what they display. They don't have peace. The peace of God is not in your heart. The joy of God is not in your soul. Are you there? The love of God is not being shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. So you may see externally they have everything, but they are empty. <laughs> Such life is miserable life. I don't want it. I said I don't want it. And a child of God should not should not envy the wicked in his prosperity. It doesn't matter how prosperous he is. He is empty because his soul is, is held bound by Satan. His soul is in bondage. They don't have sleep. In the night, they become their own watchmen. The least noise on their roof hey, 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 hey. who is there who is there 
They can't sleep. Living in fear. Tormented by fear. Fear has torment. For, but God has not given us a spirit of bondage again to fear. But a spirit of power. Of love and of a sound mind. They don't have sound mind. They don't have love. They, they don't have the power to overcome death. Power to overcome sin. Power to overcome the, the arrows and the storms that come at us. That is a miserable life. That's not the kind of prosperity I'm talking about. Sometimes we look at people who are gratis in society. And then we say that, oh, look at this man. He doesn't even know Jesus. Look at this country. They don't even know Christ. But look at their prosperity. Said prosperity is empty. It doesn't have a lasting foundation. That is why today they can be rich. And the next day, some tsunami or some, some volcanic eruption or some earthquake, something will just come and sweep everything away. Because they are not founded and rooted in Christ. Bible says in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. So I'm not recommending prosperity that, has not, that is not connected to soul prosperity here. I'm showing you something that is lasting, something that is everlasting, something that even though you may not carry to heaven, it will, it will follow you, your works will follow you and you'll be rewarded for. Hallelujah. Are you following child of God? I'm excited in my spirit because I know that God's wish for you and me will become a living reality. After we have spoken about Christian salutations and then the Lord said, remember the poor. And then we also spoke last Sunday about fine work to do. Now we are talking about God's wish for you and me. By the grace of God, next Sunday, the Lord gave me a message to summarize all that we have shared or we are sharing. This is the fourth Sunday in this month. In the fifth Sunday, true love is the message. True love. Don't miss it. It will summarize everything we have shared in this month. True love. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. So, on the scale of priority, after you are born again, and you receive the Holy Spirit. What's next? God says, let your soul prosper. Let your soul do what? Prosper. You see, if your soul doesn't prosper, your soul can team up with your flesh and can lead you astray. Our soul is the bridge between our spirit and our physical bodies. The Christian warfare is fought in the realm of our souls. Which comprise our mind or comprises of our mind our will and our emotions when your mind is not affected by the word of God you will mind the flesh and the things of the flesh instead of the things of the spirit Bible says for to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace <laughs> I like those two words life and peace I don't think there's anything greater than life and peace it's beautiful when you have life and you also have peace some may have something that looks like life it's, it's actually a fickle you know it's, it's a camouflage it's only outward it looks like oh they're enjoying but they don't have peace the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. That garrisons our heart and our mind. They don't have it. So they are always afraid. They are always running away from their own shadow. They don't know who is going to shoot. They don't know who is planning. Every day they are thinking somebody is planning. Who has taken me to Juju? Who has taken me to Burkina Faso to go and kill me? Who has taken me where every day you are thinking of? 
Who am I communicating to? I'm telling you something. Your soul needs to prosper after you are born again and you have received the Holy Spirit. What is soul prosperity? Let me give you two pictures. The Lord spoke to me and said that there are two major things that show that one is prospering in his soul. Number one, when your mind is renewed. To renew, according to scripture in Romans chapter 12, is to remove the old and to replace it with the new. You see, when you became a new man in Christ Jesus, when you were born again, your soul was not born again alongside with your spirit. So your soul, which is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions, may still be acquainted with the, the debris, the, 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 the rubbish of the old you. May still, be, may still have the record of the old you and may be pushing those things in your spirit and may dampen your, your, your growth and your intimacy with Christ. How does it feel like when you, you are reminded of your past? As worse as the past is. As filthy as the past is. It's not pleasant, I know. So God, in his wisdom, gave us the Holy Spirit who helps us whenever we feast on God's word. Whenever we behold, the Bible says, we are with unveiled face beholding us in a mirror. The word of God is a mirror. It mirrors who we are. The word of God reflects who we are. Beholding us in a mirror. The King Jesus as in a glass. The glory of the Lord. That means you are the glory. Because when you look into a mirror, it's your reflection you see. So when you look into the mirror of God's word, that glory you are seeing is you. Especially the epistles of the New Testament. Beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are changed Transform the Greek word is metamorpho. There's a metamorphosis. You are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So, the change that happens in our mind, the renewing of our mind, is by the Holy Spirit whom we receive. The Spirit of the Lord is at work. Whenever we, we read the scriptures, He removes the old concept and plants the new one that you are facing on the word and plants it in your new. So your mind is renewed and therefore your, your life is transformed. And you are changed into that glory. You move from glory to glory. Let me tell you, child of God, for us in Christ Jesus, it can only get better. Proverbs 4.18 says the path of the righteous is as the shining light that shines brighter and brighter. It shines. The King James says more and more unto the perfect day. It can only get better. I said it can only get better. It can only get better. Don't be despondent and don't be discouraged. Don't say that I've come to my wit's end. It doesn't happen in Christ. There's no end. There's no, we don't exhaust our resources. It's an inexhaustible resource that we have in our father's, you know, kingdom. That kingdom doesn't lack resource. His riches in glory are inexhaustible. There are always new ideas. There are things you will read. I remember so many years ago, one day I was lying on the bed and then I was writing a book. My first book that I ever wrote, Occupied Till I Come. The transcript, rather the manuscript was on my bed. And then when I woke up, John 3.16 I had quoted in that manuscript jump out and I'm not exaggerating it jumped out from the manuscript at me and for the first time I understood John 3.16 different from the way I was taught in Sunday school and I was taught by every preacher he said for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever whosoever believeth in him 
and the word sold jump out from this from the manuscript sold not perish but have everlasting life for the first time i understood from that scripture he didn't say shall not perish he said should not perish meaning that not perishing it's not just god's responsibility after he gave his son it is also my responsibility that after i have believed in jesus and confessed his love i should not perish after i've confessed his lordship i should not meaning i have a role to play in working out my own salvation with fear and trembling so from that scripture i got to know that there's nothing like what you know what i call it uh, one saved forever saved there's nothing like that i said there is nothing like one saved forever saved should not when i say you should not move from, you should not stop watching this live service you should not stop listening to ip online radio until the service is over if you leave whose whose fault is it it's your fault so there is there is something about the holy ghost who brings out the freshness of revelation whenever we read don't say that i have read through the bible 10 times you know all my life i've read through the bible 25 times all my life no every day you read the scripture the scriptures come alive again something you didn't see will come because the, the word is a person and jesus cannot be cannot be known in total throughout i mean throughout eternity you, the more we know him the more we'll be hungry for him throughout eternity is going to be an intercourse of knowledge We'll be hungry for him. Drinking from the depths of revelation and knowledge. Bible says, then shall we know, even as we are known. The Greek word is epignosko. Then shall we epignosko. We shall know, in total, we shall know the fullness of him, even as we are known. And throughout eternity, it's going to be an intercourse of knowledge. The more I know him, the more I want to know you, Jesus, more of you. Are you there? The more I know you, the more I want to know. You will never be bored throughout eternity because you're going to drink from the, from the wells and the depths of revelation. Revelation of some things we have never known about God. We will be wow. Every day will be wow, wow, wow. This God is too good. This God is too much. This God, this God. It will be an exciting journey with God throughout eternity. Hey. That's what we call soul prosperity, where your mind is being renewed. You are getting understanding every day that, ah, I didn't know this God. I didn't know that you will answer me this way. I didn't know you will honor me this way. I didn't know this God is so good like this. That's one aspect of soul prosperity. The second aspect of soul prosperity is when the Holy Spirit who is in your spirit. Bible says he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So the Holy Spirit, when you receive him, he comes to join with your spirit. But when the Holy Spirit in your spirit now has access to your soul and takes over your soul. Child of God, this is where the struggle is. I said this is where the struggle is. Oftentimes, we don't want to yield he wants to take over. And when he takes over, he will not guide you into error. He will guide you into all truth. When the Holy Spirit takes over, the battle, the struggle, the insufficiency, the restlessness, the anxiety, the perplexity, the complaints and the memories and all the things that we worry about, they are over. Soul prosperity has two dimensions. The Lord taught me yesterday night. He says, number one, when your mind is renewed. And number two, when the Holy Ghost, who is in your spirit, takes over your soul. Many people have received the Holy Spirit. 
and they call it baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's a lie. I said, if, I'm saying on authority, one day God will judge us by this message I'm preaching. I said, it's a lie. If you have received the Holy Spirit and you talk in tongues, that does not mean that you are baptized in the Holy Ghost. Baptism in the Holy Spirit is when the Holy Spirit you have received in your spirit fills you up from within and now takes over your soul until such that your soul is now under the full control of the Holy Ghost. You mind the things of Christ. Your mind is not the mind of Christ. You think the thoughts of God. You wish the wishes of God. You do the, the works of God. You don't go where you want to go. You go where, where God wants you to go. To the extent that even a man like Peter, the apostle, Jesus told him, when Jesus rose from the dead and he met them at the seashore, and he asked him, do you love me more than this? Three times. After that, he told him that, look, Peter, let me tell you something. When you are young, you could get up and get yourself, put on your own garment and go wherever you want to go. But when you are old, another man will put on a garment on you and will lead you where you do not wish to go. And the Bible says this, Jesus spoke concerning what manner of death Peter will glorify God. Did you hear that? There are two things in this verse I've just quoted. Number one, it means that that's a picture of baptism, okay? It means that when the Holy Ghost takes over your soul, child of God, even death, if you should die, you don't have any choice. Peter, according to history, died just like Jesus on the cross. But Peter requested that look, he is not even he doesn't he doesn't qualify to die like his master. So they should turn him upside down. So Peter's feet were up and his head down, and they crucified him upside down. It was predicted by Jesus that you will go where you don't wish to go. Who wants to die a shameful death? Who wants to die on the cross, on the tree? Curse is everyone who hangs on the tree. Who wants to die that way? But when you are baptized by the Holy Ghost, even how to die, if you should die, you don't have any choice. And then number two, your death, if you should die, brings glory to God. So when you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, your life and your death all are for the glory of God. So I wonder how many people have received the Holy Spirit and they talk in tongues, and then they do their own thing and then they call it baptism. Who taught you that? We've got to, we've got to change that concept. I've said it here before. That we've got to change that concept. If we don't change it, many people will be tongue talkers but still be rebels in the kingdom of God. And what I say to you, I'm saying to myself as well, I am not holier than thou. I'm not better than you. We all have our struggles. We all have our own mind. We all have our own will. We all have our own emotions. Even Jesus, who was not born with a sin nature, who knew no sin at a point in time when it mattered most in Gethsemane, he had his own will, different from the will of the Father. And there was a battle. But glory be to God, he yielded his soul under the influence of the Holy Ghost. And God took over. And as a lamb led to the slaughter, he did not open his mouth. Isaiah prophesied it. For if Jesus had been speaking, remember when they came to the garden, and he asked them, who are you looking for? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I am he. When he said, I am he, they all fell down. The power of the word of the master. They stood up. Then he asked them again, who are you looking for? He said, Jesus of Nazareth. They said, I said, I am he. They fell down again. So if Jesus had kept talking, he would have tamed death. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. He would have tamed death. 
But Isaiah had prophesied 700 years before that time that as a lamb led to the slaughter, he did not open his mouth. So Jesus kept quiet. From that time, he didn't talk again. He just obeyed. He yielded. Oh, what a savior. What a savior. I said, what a savior. The man who could have called legions of angels, he didn't do that because he knew he had a mission. He was born to go and die on the cross. And he did not open his mouth. He paid the debt that he did not owe. And I owed the debt, but I couldn't pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. But this man became sin for me. That I might become the righteousness of God in him. I'm talking about soul prosperity here. Where your soul is under the full control and influence of the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost helps you to renew your mind. To remove the old and replace it with the new. The new you in your mind. And now you are thinking the thoughts of God. And then number two. When he takes over your soul. That is what we call soul prosperity. Do you know something? If we will pursue soul prosperity. Many of the prayers we are praying, we will stop praying them. Why do I say so? I say so because this is where 3 John verse 2 comes in, in the King James Version. Apostle John, by revelation, is showing us from this scripture that when your soul is prospering, some way, somehow, you will get the understanding you will get the awareness you will get the revelation that see prosperity is in the package health is in the package he is saying that as your soul is prospering he wishes that you will catch the awareness that you don't even need to pray that God prosper me you don't even need to pray say God give me health because once your soul is prospering you will catch the concept that it is part of the salvation package Salvation is an all-encompassing word. It's not just being saved from sin, but from all the effects of sin. From all the, the, the fruits of sin. I like it in Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. You can read it later. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Then the verse 2 says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. What does that mean? It means that sin gave birth to many fruits. The first fruit of sin is poverty. According to what we are seeing in 3 John verse 2. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. The second fruit of sin is sickness and disease and infirmity. Bible says he himself took our infirmities by whose stripes you were healed. Jesus, Bible says that you know how um, for, for this cause the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. He was dealing with the fruits of sin. Number one is poverty. Number two is sickness, disease, infirmity. Number last, in between first and second are many, many fruits. But the last fruit is death. And death shall be swallowed up in victory. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. It will happen. Death has no choice. Death will die. That is why you don't have to fear death. Are you there? As a death will die, death will also be cast into the everlasting fire, that which is the second death. Glory be to God. Let me not digress, but my point here is that when your soul is prospering, 
By that I mean when your mind is continually being renewed as you behold the glory of the Lord in the mirror, the word of God, and your mind is being renewed. And then the Holy Spirit also has access over your soul, through your soul. When the Holy Spirit takes over your soul, what happens, child of God, is that he, he wishes that as your mind is being renewed and is taken over, you will catch the revelation that from there, the next thing is prosperity. In other words, the prosperity in your soul must be evident in your surroundings. There is no true child of God whose mind is truly renewed and who is filled with the Holy Ghost to the overflow who will embrace poverty. I'm telling you. That is why I will show you a message next week Sunday, true love. Because you will discover in next week's message that true love is the commitment to the well-being of another. He says, my city, my cities rather, through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad. There is no way we can reach the ends of the earth with the gospel without the prosperity that comes after our soul prosperity. There is no way. There are those who have prosperity, but Satan gave it to them, so they cannot use it to sponsor the gospel. No, they would rather have to use it to do showmanship. That's them. You don't have to follow the example. But I'm talking about prosperity that comes from God. True prosperity that comes from God is never for showmanship. It is for the sponsorship of the gospel. So there's no way your mind will be renewed and your soul will be taken over by the Holy Ghost and you will not wish God's wish for yourself. You will discover that you you then need to walk in love. You need to be committed to the well-being of others. Greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. So you will discover that from your spirit, which is born again, to your soul, which I mean, has your mind being renewed, and then the Holy Ghost taking over your soul in baptism, at that level, the next thing is that God says, I wish, above all things, that you will catch this one also, that you will prosper that you will prosper there are some two scriptures I was going to show but I will leave that for Wednesday the word and spirit encounter okay there are some two sets of scriptures I'm being led by the spirit if I go on in that direction I believe that we will stretch the service beyond the time stipulated but in my spirit I sense that there's already prosperity happening around people. As I'm talking, your mind is being renewed. As I'm talking, the Holy Ghost through the word, Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. As I'm talking, your soul is being overwhelmed by the word of God and by the spirit of God. And all of a sudden, you can see that you don't have, you don't have to sit in this abject poverty any longer. Like the prodigal son, Bible said, when he came to himself, I see some people coming to themselves, coming to that awareness that, ah, why should I suffer in this marriage? Why should I suffer in this physical body? Why should I suffer in this business? Why should I suffer in this company? Why should I suffer in this neighborhood? Why should I suffer in this cubicle? It is like a hand coop. Your house is like a hand coop. Whereas you were a king, Bible says there is an evil under the sun as an arrow that proceeds from the ruler. He says that the servants are riding on horsebacks and princes are walking as men barefooted. It's an evil and that evil must be stopped. That error must be corrected. But it will not happen by praying say, God prosper me. No, when your soul prospers, you will catch God's wish and you make God's wish your wish. You will see that prosperity will come automatically. Your mind is renewed. The Holy Ghost has taken over. So he begins to bring ideas, supernatural ideas, which I will show you next week or Wednesday rather. 
I'll show you on Wednesday. He will begin to bring you supernatural ideas. You will begin to see that, ah, this thing didn't come by my might. It didn't come by my power. It's by the Spirit of the Lord. And above all, the Holy Ghost will not get room in your body and begin to give you health. He will quicken your mortal body. I'll show you next Wednesday in our Word and Spirit encounter. I want to tell you, child of God, let God's wish become your wish. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospereth. In other words, on the scale of God's priority, as your soul is prospering, the next thing is that touch God's wish. Let's, it's not just a prayer, it's a wish. He, he wishes, it's like a secret, and you must catch the secret. The secret of God is that as your mind is being renewed, as the, the Holy Ghost takes over, it's not for showmanship, it's not so that you can display something. He wants you to capture prosperity that is part of the gospel. And then above all, health which Jesus Christ paid for, so that you will be whole and intact, so that you can become an instrument in the hands of God used by God you can reach the ends of the earth with the gospel money, prosperity, wealth they are all amplifiers they amplify the gospel look at what I'm using right now I'm using a microphone through some monitors and amplification systems through you know mixer system assuming I was standing here without a microphone you might not have heard you might have seen, been seeing pictures but you will never, you will never hear what I'm saying unless we put the camera you know to capture the ambient sound but the camera is is connected to the mixer so i need to use a, a microphone that is also connected to the mixer so you can hear me and the sound is amplified through some amplifications are you there that is what wealth does that's what prosperity does that's what money does money is for the amplification of the gospel but when your soul it's not prospering. Money will amplify the field in you. Money will amplify the iniquity in you. Money will amplify your, your abject poverty. Like Revelation says, he says that though you say you are rich, but you are poor and you are naked. Money will amplify your rottenness, rotting on the inside. Money will amplify your field and your wickedness. If your soul is not being I mean, it's not prospering. And if you are not born again, money will amplify. I don't know how you got your money. But if you came by God, it's supposed to amplify the gospel. I don't know how you came by your health. But if you came from God, it's supposed to be used to glorify God. You don't walk in health and now begin to show all parts of your body to tell us that you are what? To tell us that you are what? Are you champion top? Oh, you're the most beautiful person on earth. So what? Go to the morgue. And you will see such bodies lying there, helpless. Have you been to the morgue before? Go to the morgue. Now that COVID-19, because of COVID-19, there's limited, you know, uh, space for burial, whatever. There are a lot of bodies in the morgue. Go there, you will see. And you will discover that the flesh profiteth nothing. It is the spirit that gives life. You need soul prosperity. You need soul prosperity. Let your soul prosper through the renewing of your mind and the Holy Ghost taking over your soul. Yield your soul under his influence. Yield your soul when you are praying. Prayer is not asking God for things. Prayer is to yield.
That is the primary reason why we pray. When people are mocking us and say, look at them, they don't have any job, they are praying. Tell them, I know what I'm doing. That is called humility. I know I can't do it by myself. So I'm yielding my soul. I'm yielding my soul as I'm talking them tongues. I'm yielding my soul under the influence of the Holy Ghost. So when he takes over, it will not be by my mind. It shall be by the Spirit of the Lord. What would take people 10 years to achieve? I can do it in 10 minutes. Why? Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. By the Spirit of the Lord. I'm ending my message here. Because the next set of verses will come on Wednesday during our wedding spirit encounter. And don't miss it. That's from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. GMT. I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. I wish, I wish above all things. I wish above all things. I wish above all things. What is the scale of your priority? What are the things that you have prioritized in life? Is it to travel? Is it in the prosperity? Is it, is it to enjoy good health? Is it in the prosperity? Is it in good health? The good health you are looking for, if your soul will prosper, you will get it. Because your mind will be renewed and you will get to know that by his stripes I was healed a long time ago. And if I was healed and whatever God does shall be forever, then I'm still healed. I'm still healed. Therefore, I reject that sickness. I reject the symptoms of COVID-19. I reject that infirmity. I reject that pain. Like the prodigal son, you tell us, I will arise. Enough of the poverty. Enough, enough of always being at the receiving end. Always begging for food. I will also do something. For it is more blessed to give than to receive. And the Holy Ghost will give you ideas. You who thought you were nothing, all of a sudden you become a supplier because God has found an avenue of expression and he will express his love through you. Don't miss next Sunday's message. True love. Yes. I sense electricity in my body. I sense electricity in my body. I sense that burdens are lifted. If there is any ache, if there is any pain, if there is any weakness, I command it to dissolve right now. I command it to dissolve right now. I command it to dissolve right now. In the name of Jesus. I see an angel wipe your tears. You who are shedding tears. There's an angel sent to wipe your tears. And I'm saying to you by the word of prophecy from today, Lord, you will shed tears of joy. When you shed tears, it shall no longer be tears of hunger and tears of sorrow and tears of, of lack and need and insufficiency. It shall be tears of joy. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And you will look at yourself and say, wow, I didn't know that God would do it like this way. You will turn around your captivity. You will put laughter in your mouth and a new song on your tongue. You will run and not be weary. You will walk and not faint because he has renewed your strength and renewed your mind and taken over your soul. When the spirit takes over, the battle is over. I feel electricity. I know what that means. I know God wants to give somebody health. I know God wants to give somebody health. As I'm talking, let there be an impartation of health. Let there be an impartation of health. 
let sickness dissolve from your body let weakness go let infirmity go let that thing that is eating up your finances every day you are spending money on medication enough is enough walk in health in the name of jesus no more hypertension no more palpitation no more high blood pressure no more cancer no more diabetes no more no more in the name of jesus Zesh Ragatus Zeberimikitasha Aroporimokotosa Ragadaisha Parimorobosotas